Welcome to Beyond the Frontline Podcast, where your hosts, U.S. Air Force veterans, Donna Hoffmeyer and Jay Johnson will help you transition from the front line to the home front. Listen every other Wednesday as they will bring great conversations, resources, tips, and feel-good stories that will resonate and relate. Welcome, everybody, to episode two of Beyond the Front Line. My name is Jay Johnson. I'm sitting here with my co-host, my partner in crime, the one and only Donna Hoffmeyer. Donna, what's going on? Not too much. Well, everything. Everything's <laughs> going on. I can't say not too much. Crazy. All yeah, all I've ever known you to do, Don, is to stay extremely busy and guilty. And, yeah, and I think you and I are wired this way. We are wired. That's why we're a force together. Yeah, I, I love to say to people, Donna, I would rather have my hair on fire than to be sitting idle on my hands. Yes. I can't do it. Well, we've had to. We've had to come to grow into that. Which kind of leads us into what we're going to be talking about today. No, it's fantastic. Yeah, I think everything, Don, I think everything that you and I have talked about that we want to bring to everyone inside this time and space every other week is very much from a growth standpoint. And in today's episode in particular, I'm pretty excited about because this is something that really you and I connected on from the very beginning. Right. We're, we're in congruence here. But don't, that's because we both believe the only way to grow is to look within ourselves. And we all know that the hardest person to face is yourself. Nobody wants to look in the mirror and see the not so pretty side of themselves. But that's where the growth is. Yeah, I almost said I had a little rhyme come to me just then. The only way to grow is to know is what settled on my brain. I know, I know. But it's true. So today's episode, we we're gonna be talking about the importance of introspective reflect the importance of introspection and and that's kind of what you're hitting on and that last part that you just said it made me think we all have blind spots don't we absolutely i mean we see ourselves as we want to be seen but maybe not as we really are what do you think when i was in my you know early 20s the beginning of my career i was a nurse at the time and i remember people would think that I was still in high school or I was still in college. Somebody thought that I was the nurse's aide. Like nobody took me as a nurse because I didn't look old enough. And I got very internally offended. And it was a lot of proving myself in my 20s that I was good enough to be wherever I was at. I was good enough to be that nurse. I was good enough to be in the military. I was good enough to be the officer at whatever rank I was at. And then you get into your 30s and you feel like you've kind of proven yourself. At least that's where I was coming from. Like, yeah, I've had some battles, but really the growth was just starting. And then 40s, I'm still working through the rest of those. And it's been a more like, okay, I got this. I'm really not that awesome, am I? I got some work to do, you know? And now it's like, I really thought the battles were over, but they were kind of just starting. Yeah, we, we all have that, though. And that's where I love the transparency, Donna, right? right. Well, you and I want to be very transparent right. and vulnerable yeah. inside of these sessions. And I can't tell you, I've had mentors in my life. Uh, one of them in particular said to me at one point, he, he had a stuttering problem growing up and he was, he's a high school dropout and today he's a highly successful person. But he said, Jay, I always viewed the world as here's the cards I've been dealt and I just have to live with them. He said, it never dawned on him that he could throw the cards back in and has to be dealt a new hand. 
And when he said that to me, I was like, oh my gosh, but what was he really talking about? He was talking about creating and manifesting yeah. something different for himself. And that's, you and I talked a little bit about that in episode one. Right. When we talk about manifesting, it goes along with growth, right? Yeah, like you, you can't just be in one spot and say, I want a million dollars and it's just going to happen. You have to grow. You have to learn how to build the business. You have to learn how to make your product, sell your product, market your product, whatever that is. And as you're learning that and growing, then you start manifesting. You're built. It doesn't just come by sitting there. No, but true. what happens is as you're growing and learning, the resources are coming towards you, right? So now you're going towards it. It's coming towards you. And all these magical things happen. Well, I think too, we missed on it, that everything we know how to do today, there was a time when we didn't know how to do it. Absolutely. We, everything we know is learned by right. and large. So it, I love to point people back to this truth. There was a time in our life when we didn't know how to walk. Right. We saw other people doing it. We knew it was possible. But how did we get there? Through trial and error, staying persistent and consistent. And eventually we did. And then eventually that led to jogging and running. Time we didn't know how to swim. Time we didn't know how to ride a bike. Time we didn't know how to drive a car. It's it's a process. And so, as of two days ago, there was a time I didn't know how to do a podcast. <laughs> but look at us. Look at us and now. Here we, are. here we are. Episode two. And so look, everybody, we're really excited. And we're going to jump into this, I think. You're, you're just getting to hear Donna and I have a little bit of fun uh, banner. And this is what we do all the time when we're with each other anyways, but we stretch each other by doing that all the time. All the time. So Donna, let me start by asking you, mm -hmm. when you retired from active duty and there were things you wanted to do and you and I had some conversation and then you kind of stepped back from those because I, I think you even shared in episode one, you said, I realized I wasn't quite ready. Mm -hmm. I wasn't there. What's one way that if someone was to begin a process of introspective review, what would you recommend to them? If they're wanting to get to know themselves, what they do well, what they right. maybe have gaps in. So this is a challenge for every single military person, veteran. You got to get quiet. And that's an enormous challenge to be quiet because we have something going on all the time that is taking away from our time. I mean, we're in the military, service before self, right? So when I got out and I, I'm seriously, me getting out was like that picture of the explosion going on behind you as you're walking <laughs> away. That was big fireball, big fireball going out because I had just finished this big thing with policy and, and I knew it wasn't going to go the way I wanted it to, but dang it, it was done and it was in and I was heading out. And, and so I went from all that chaos to stop. And I mean, it was abrupt. There wasn't a party. It was COVID, right? There wasn't a party. There wasn't a send off. There was nothing. It was just, you're done. I was working from home. And so it stopped. And for me, I, it was my husband that kept saying, just go sit, go. And I'm like, do what? He's nothing. I'm like, that's not, doesn't even compute. And so ironically, at the same time, a friend of mine from high school and I kind of reconnected and she actually has a huge background in helping with trauma and, and um, different aspects of spirituality. And so she started working with me and actually was teaching me how to meditate. And so I know people here meditate and they go, oh, yeah, I can't do that. And I'm like, no, really, it's just getting quiet. 
I mean, you, you can meditations like everything else. There's all kinds of levels of it. And I had done a teeny tiny bit of it when I was in a little bit of a rehab program from my hip and they were teaching us meditation and I could do, it was like three minutes and I'd fall asleep. It was great nap time. And so she's the one that kind of started getting me more into it and got me into a practice of doing it. And I did, I just committed to every day in the morning, I would start with 10 minutes and it was horrible. And I talked to myself and I had lots of, you know, to-do lists going on in my head that really didn't exist. And then I have to go do the groceries or whatever was going on. And then eventually this took a couple weeks, it started to get quiet. Mm -hmm. And then weird things were happening. This is like way more vulnerable than I normally am. But I will tell you, I cried for two straight months in meditation. It was just starting to become cathartic because all those little boxes that we were really good at building that were shut were starting to open. And so these little openings were happening and I started crying and I would tell her, like, Dana, I, I keep crying at meditation. She goes, okay. I'm like, okay, well, I don't like this. So when's this going to end? I kind of went through that stage. It doesn't have to be that way for everybody. It can be just sitting down, having a cup of coffee in the morning. Which I have a variation of that. So mm -hmm. we'll just hit him with a couple different things. And I'm first just, so all of you hear me, I agree with everything Donna just said. There's just multiple ways to achieve right. an end or an outcome or a desired result. So one for me though, when I retired, that's not what I had. I, I had a week between walking out of uniform and, and being told I needed to show up at my government civil servant right. job. So no decompression time, right. which was also horrible, by the way. I ultimately think it led to my burnout, which then led to me finding what I do today. So it is a blessing in disguise. But for me, I recommend to people, just like when we lay down in our bed at night, what are we communicating to our brain? Ideally, it's time to rest. So I have in my home what I call a thinking chair. And if you want to substitute the word thinking with meditation, that works for yeah. me. But what I do is I only sit in that chair. It's in my office. It's a comfortable leather chair. And I will sit in that chair with a notepad and pen. And I will close my eyes for a little while. And I will just let whatever comes to me come to me. And when things come to me, though, I will often write them down because I don't want to lose them. And I don't know if any of you listening have ever done this, but so many times my best ideas happen when I'm driving the car, yes. maybe when I'm sitting in a different kind of office in my home that we joke about. Uh, and, and I tell myself, I'll write it down later. And I don't write it down, Donna, because I think it'll come back. And guess what? It doesn't. Rarely does it come back to me. Mm -hmm. But you're talking about quiet time. And I use my thinking chair, i.e. meditation chair. Right. Very much the same way. And I try to tell people, Donna, you can't do this once and then not do it again until next month or do it once this week and you don't do it again for a couple more weeks. No, no. no it's it needs to be a daily practice. Mm -hmm. Even if it's just if you start for five minutes doing yes. it or 15 minutes, but get in the habit of doing it in your brain, understanding why you're there and what you're looking for. Well, and you said something very key in this. You write it down, like things will come into your head. And I think that is the quiet area because what comes in your head is going to be more intuitive that it's not you thinking, it's just your core telling you this is right. So actually one of the practices that I had to do with Dana was that she would run me through this meditation and she would tell me, 
you're going to say the first thing that comes to your mind. Don't even question it. It's going to, and she goes, it will be a flash just real quick and just say it. And I'm like, okay. And wow, it was not matching what I thought I would be saying. There was a little discrepancy there. And I thought, huh, I really thought I thought this. But what we think also comes like when it comes from our brain all the way out, we attach fears, limitations, oh, maybe I can't, doubts, all that gets attached. And then the thought comes out with all that hanging off it. So when you get quiet, it's in there and it doesn't get any of that. There's no limitations. There's no fear. There's no nothing. I love. And I think that is the place that veterans need to be when they are coming out the door. If I could take them and do this, Jay's ready to talk. Go for it. <laughs> well, just to this point, I mean, you're evoking emotion in me right now because we don't do this well. Why? Because we've been entrusted when we're in uniform with a ton of responsibility, right. we have shared values and, and ethics and and we're problem solvers. Right. I mean, we look to fix things, solve things, do things. And it and so now what you're essentially saying to everybody is, oh, you gotta pull your reins back. Yeah. You know, the the starting point for you transitioning from your time in service and uniform to whatever you're gonna do next, you're gonna have to pull your reins back. Cool the jets. That's another way of saying it. Yeah. And take the time to really get clear about who you are. I think you have to know who you are before you can ever really begin to think about what you want to be. Right. Who are you today? So go we ahead. had this discussion many times. You and I had this discussion many and, times. And it's just like a thing, like trying to find your purpose. Everybody's like, what's my purpose? And I think that we need to strip it back way, way before we ever get to skills or anything and to find out what it is. And I, what I was telling Jay was that for me, I know my purpose is connecting people. I I do that in all kinds of levels. My husband jokes every time when somebody will talk to me and goes, oh, there goes the Rolodex in her head. Who do I know that that could help them? How that comes out can be a thousand different ways how we connect people. I do it through my blog. I do it through writing. I do it through the podcast. I do it when I was a nurse, working with people there, connecting them there. I I did it in all kinds of ways. So that's where I think we need to be. And the only way to get to that is to be introspective, is to get quiet is to really get down in there. And this is the important piece to all of this. Begin. We're going to talk about this in a future episode. Oh, yeah. You and I have kind of talked about it. Is We really want all of you to understand that even at a basic level, the difference between the conscious mind and the subconscious mind. Mm-hmm. Uh, because if you go into something thinking, then you're really not in a place of meditation. No. So back to the quieting down of your brain. So you're not going in there necessarily with any kind of intention. You're going to do breathing exercises and you're going to get your place to get yourself to a place of calm and quiet and, and then let what comes to you come to you. And we've already shared the importance of then writing it down. But if we're thinking we're in our conscious mind right? and, and subconsciously, Donna, there's stats out there, data that's been collected by Harvard Business Review and others that say something like 75 to 80% of our days are autopilot. We right. don't do any thinking. 
So that's important to know because that tells us that a lot of our programming is in the warehouse. That's what I call the subconscious mind. It's the warehouse. Well, it's funny you say that because when I started meditating... I would get into like what they call flow. And then all of a sudden I'd be like, oh, this is cool. And then it's gone just like that because my conscious mind started taking over. And I know some of you guys might be thinking this is hooey hooey and all that. But I am telling you, it's rain, that if you can quiet down the brain, you will be shocked at what comes forward. It's true. And how you will start to perform in your life. And, and I don't mean that all of a sudden you're starting your Fortune 500 company or anything like that. It's just that the inner peace you start finding. So people talk about that. I always would be like, how the heck do you find inner peace? And sure enough, as you kept meditating, you get calm. It's subtle at first. And then you just realize like life doesn't seem to be quite as stressful. I love to think of it, Donna, a little bit like untangling. Or peeling layers back. Yes. Because some of what's going to or open up for you is you were talking about these boxes, you know, that had been compartmental. Yeah. You you start having these things open up and these emotions that come with it. No surprise to any of you listening. Some of what is there isn't even true, but we've adopted it as truths. And we've been to the last episode with this about belief systems. We don't get what we want. We get what we believe. Well, if someone a long time ago planted a seed in your mind that you're not good at X, whatever you want to define X as, you're not good at math, you're not good at Right. Whatever it is, and you've adopted that to be true, then you kind of go through life with this limitation uh, and you're manifesting and creating it and, and continuing that to be true in your life. But it, So I think it was also in episode one where you talked about curiosity. And we need to be curious about everything that comes to us and just say, what's behind that? Where did it come from? Well, and that's it. You just said something that kind of made me laugh. So when you were saying that, you know, our story sometimes is told to us, we tell ourselves a story. If you think about, I don't know if you ever heard the interview, Tom Brady's dad um, was interviewed and he told the person interview him, he goes, he really wasn't that good in football in high school. I mean, he really wasn't that awesome. I mean, he was okay, but, and he has worked himself and has grown himself to be what people call the GOAT. And I get if you're not a Patriots fan, sorry, or now, sorry, a, a Tampa Bay fan, but he is called that, right? So he worked himself towards that, right? No, it's true. Well, even where he was drafted, you know, right. what round yeah, in the draft? Like, I want to say round six or something yeah, in the draft. And, the first draft. But look at where he is today. Right. And, and I'm not a Just Patriot or Buccaneer fan, but right. I have nothing but appreciation for he, what it takes to do what he's done over a sustained period of time. Right. So let me ask you this. Yeah. Uh, what, what do you think the value is in getting really clear? about knowing who you are and how that can help you with where you desire to be in this next chapter in your life as you transition? I think when you can get quiet, you can find direction. And it may not be the direction that you think it's going to be. So we have skills, right? We're all good at things, but we may not like the things that we're good at either. I happen to be good at editing things. I can pick up on that. I have no desire to be in that. <laughs> Not. So I'm just saying that when we get quiet, when we slow down, 
And when we find direction, we find what we like, what we're interested, probably what we wanted to be when we were a kid. Who knows? That's when we were most open. Yeah, no, look, this is okay, though, because I think sometimes because we're doing this feeding off of what we each bring right, right. To, to this program, I think to the listeners, some of the things that when I'm working with someone, I want to help them do, I, I start asking questions. I will ask them things like, what makes you happy? Like truly happy. Think about a time when you just were at complete, at a complete place of joy. What was it you were doing? What is it that makes you feel alive? What is it that right. you do that comes easy to you? And Donna just brought up a good point. You know, that is another nuance to it. But what if you're good at something and that's not what you want to do? That's okay. But isn't it still beneficial to know that you're good at it, whatever it is, that you can turn to that? But I, I like asking those questions because I think we do each have giftings. I think we have things that have been ingrained in us that have come naturally to us. And when we're operating in those zones, we are really operating from the highest place. And, and that's part of the exercise. Well, and, and that when you get to the core of yourself, there is no fear and there's no limitation. That is the purest part of you. How do we bring this forward to be able to add skills to it, to be able to add more strength to it, to be able to learn how to share that part of you because the innermost core part of you is also most likely the most vulnerable part of you. No, for sure. And that doesn't resonate with military people that well. Hey, I'll be real vulnerable with yeah, you. Not very, especially men in society, oh, even yeah. not just military, but now we, we say men and put them in uniform. And I'm not saying that's not true of women, yeah, but, we're but good men at have, too, have but been stereotypically. Told, yeah, raised to not show emotion. So, so when you can find that pure part of you to share in the most productive and constructive way, I think that's where you're going to see rapid growth, really. Get clear about who you are. Right. Get clear about what you do well. And if you do those two things, Donna, would you agree with this? And feel free to push back, right? Yeah. Let the listeners hear if we're in disagreement. Hopefully those things will lead you to, if I really do these things well and I enjoy doing them, then I need to now look at what opportunities exist out there where I can, where right. those two things meet. So this is about what do you want to do? So how do you do that? So when you find that part, it's that's when you have to go, well, how, what do I do now? So if you found this part of you and you know what you want to do, I like to connect people. Well, that's pretty darn general. What does that mean? You start navigating. I found I liked writing. I started going that direction. I did more with writing. I love to talk. I chit-chat away. So as I started doing these things, one thing led to another and it kept going and it kept following what I believed in. And so I used different tools. Like what tools did you use when you were finding your direction? For me, I'll yeah. get on that just real quick. I, I have a coach. I am a coach. I have a coach. I have a therapist. I have no problem telling everybody that the work I do when I'm in a closed private session with somebody who's focused entirely on me to help me see the other side of the beach ball is what I, I, I like to say. Both of those things were very helpful. But I started with the introspective look, found what I wanted to do, believe it led to a calling and then found a way to bring my calling to life. And I leveraged anyone and everyone who was in that domain. Well, and so mine was spiritual mentor. That's where I started. You, 
actually came in at at an opportune time. And and that's something I think people need to be aware of is when people are coming into your life, that it's an opportunity. It doesn't mean that you're trying to just take from people. It just means that they have something to offer and you have something to offer and it can be a very mutual beneficial situation. And so for me, spiritual mentor, I'll say quasi, I'd say quasi in a very loving way. Business mentor Jay and I sure. constantly are always back and forth. And I did giving back things like I did Betterati. And so that was a, that's a, I'll talk more about it in a little bit, but that's a nonprofit where they have lots of mentors and mentees that you can talk to informally. And I did that in a giving back kind of way. I became one of the mentors and that was productive. To me. So those were my kind of big things. No, I think they're good. And, and just so we keep our audio listeners in a place where they know what to expect, I really think we took them on a short trip today, packed with a lot of information. You and I are going to continue to do this, build upon Yes. what we've given them. And and now we want to land the plane, leave them with kind of some parting thoughts and not saying land the plane because Donna and I were both Air Force. I just think it's a great visual. We went on this trip. Time to bring this in now. Why don't you close this up, Donna? What are your thoughts for tying this together? So my thoughts are be open-minded. People might hear some of this and immediately go, oh, hooey, hooey, or kind of weird, and I'm not comfortable. If you're not comfortable, then you should be trying it. That's really the bottom line, because you probably have some work to do, like we all do. So if I could put a couple plugs in for some people that are doing some really good things, some veterans that are doing some really good things. The first one is Mindfulness Veterans. It's run by Jay Jimenez. They're in California. And Jay started... In the Army in 2010, he deployed in 2012. He was in an explosion and survived, and he ended up receiving a Purple Heart. And in some senses, that might have been the easier part, because after that, he ended up getting out of the military, was never medically retired, and and had a pretty significant TBI. Still didn't get the MEB, had to fight the VA just to get a rating, and he ended up pretty much at the bottom of the barrel homeless, no family around, nobody around him, and nothing was working out. And he got to the point where he was becoming suicidal. So he dug very deep within himself, and he started looking into alternative holistic healing methods. And he studied everything. He studied from world history to religion and time. And so he ended up creating the Mindfulness Veteran. And they provide veterans to raise energy and sustain it through the day in different forms of holistic programs. They do hiking, arts, yoga, mindfulness, and it's to teach them to think proper thoughts, proper nutrition, put the right information into their brain to rewire their neuro development or their brain, essentially, and basically to get them into a better state of mind. So they're doing great things out there. So kudos to you, Jay. And then the other one I talked about a little bit earlier was Veterati, and this was co-founded by Dan Rao. And Dan Rao is a Marine that essentially had a horrible transition out of the military and was like, my gosh, we've got to do this better, and started Veterati. And the whole premise is a mentor-mentee situation, but people volunteer, and it's all informal, and everything is free. So you can either become a mentor, or you can become a mentee. 
or you can read both. And you get to look through profiles of people and see who matches. And they even tell you how much you match by. And you can set up appointments. And you can set up as many appointments as you want with them. So two great programs, two different, completely different ways that people can start kind of getting in touch and finding out where they are, where they want to be, and, and gaining insight on themselves. Really good stuff, Donna. I love sitting in this time and space with you over a cup of coffee or over some other beverage of choice. I hope all of you that listened in today found value in what we shared. She just gave you some great resources. We gave you a couple practical skills or tools yeah, that you can go out there and try. And and next week, we're going to next week, in two weeks, we're going to be talking about human behavior and understanding it a little better. So we appreciate all of you. And thank you for coming with us Beyond the Frontline. Thanks for listening to Beyond the Frontline, a podcast of coming home well. Join us every other Wednesday. And if you enjoyed this episode, please share it with others, post about it on social media, or leave a rating and review. Follow us on Instagram at comminghomewell underscore BTS or on Twitter at comminghomewell. Thanks again. And until all are home and all are well.